You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. This is East Carolina All-American Bryant Packard, and we're talking Pirate Baseball and the Sports Objective. Listening to Extra Innings presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on Facebook Live and our YouTube channel as we talk East Carolina baseball. As we look back at the previous week and take a look at what's ahead. Now, let's talk Pirate Baseball. Welcome in to Extra Innings brought to you by Next Level Training Center. In fact, just go to nextleveltc.com, give them a call 252. 252- Seven five six. Next, let's bring in Kyle from Lagrange Barber. What's up, dude? What's going on, fellas? Uh, my energy is zapped from the heat today. I'm not used to that. But uh, besides that, uh, it, uh, got the sweep this weekend. Pirates first place in the conference where we belong, and keep rolling. Yeah, great to have. Um, enjoyed being at the game with uh, you, Jessica, your wife, and Bubba. Uh, Bubba Rosenbaum on the road back from to going to China, China Grove. How are you, man? Doing well. Uh, tremendous two weeks for the Pirates. Eight uh, no on the homestand that just ended. Uh, consecutive conference sweeps against UCF and Cincinnati. A couple of quality midweek wins over teams that were in the top fifty, the RPI at the time of the game, and obviously very high as far as NC State. Uh, they are in the top ten or fifteen. And I want to say ODU was about uh, upper 40s, but um, uh, tremendous, tremendous two weeks. And uh, one of the best things about uh, these two weeks, um, you know, the way we swung the bat. So uh, you and I were just talking about it all fair, Dave. What, 83 runs over the last eight games. So um, nearly nearly 10 and a half runs per game. I mean, it's crazy. And Kyle, you know, we were talking about there's no place like home and we were hoping after that Houston series, we only won one game out in Houston. You come back home and you're hoping that you could, you know, maybe we could go six and two, uh, seven and one. Yeah, Craig, thank you so much for that broom. It's nice to see a broom out, especially when it's for the Pirates. So, Kyle, did you get your chicken leg today, by the way? I did not. I uh, did not get the chicken leg, but I. Yeah. Hey, the crowd has got to start chanting chicken leg, chicken leg, <laughs> chicken leg when we get – you know, when we have nine strikeouts and we're getting ready to throw that tenth strikeout, just start chanting chicken leg. That needs to be our thing. Exactly. Um, it's a stupid promotion. I guess you're not going to turn down free chicken or free money. Uh, you're going to turn down sponsorship money for KFC. And if all they want to give away is a chicken leg, then uh, so be it. But uh, uh, glad we got free chicken legs because that meant, that meant ten strikeouts. So uh, uh, yeah. like the way we're swinging the bats, like the way we're pitching. Got to keep it up on the road. That's the thing. Can, 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 can we take the show on the road? Can can we do it at Charlotte? And uh, can we – or is that, is that a neutral site game? Yeah, that's the truest field there at downtown Charlotte where the Charlotte Knights yeah. play. Are you going yeah, pretty sure, pretty sure Charlotte will be the home team. Uh, yeah. I, I know um, a couple weeks ago when I went to watch App State play Queens there, um, and Queens was the home team. I think that will be the case with you know Charlotte being the home team. Uh, and uh, but will we so, outdraw them? Uh, I definitely think that will be the case as well. And you know, back on March the seventh, the Pirates had. Um, I think there was as far as the total attendance is right around twenty five hundred, and we had at least about half that. Uh, unbelievable showing there in Kannapolis. 
And um, I certainly expect the same on Wednesday night. I know some area pirates, uh, one J.P. Noonan, uh, John Noonan, who lives about five miles from me, uh, he, he's been organizing an event as well as the Charlotte Pirate Cub uh, for this game for for weeks or if not months. So um, it should be – I would not be surprised to see, you know, between 1,000 and 1,500 Pirates in attendance. We shall see. But uh, it should be a heck of an atmosphere there in downtown Charlotte. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And uh, you know, that's – it's impressive. It's one thing to do it against Queens, but if we can outdraw the 49ers in, in Charlotte, that, that'll be hugely impressive. Um, and then after that, what is it? Is it Wichita next weekend? Yeah, Wichita State. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, see if we can keep rolling. See if we can go on the win and uh, go on the win. Go on the road and uh, definitely need to take at least two from Wichita. It's hard to get sweeps on the road, but you never know. And before we dive too deeply into things and you know, break down the week that was, you mentioned the strikeouts. Dave and I were discussing that off the air. I know last season, Dave, you said what we, in 67 games we had 498 Ks. Yeah, so this year, this year we're already at 372 through 36 ball games. We're, we're averaging a little over 10.3 strikeouts per game last year. That broke down to a little under seven and a half. So we're on a record pace. And, you know, if we continue to uh, strike out, batters at this clip will have probably in excess of 600 k's this season pretty remarkable it really is but going back to what we talked about guys we knew that even coach godwin and and back in january with media day we knew that uh, this team was going to be good and one of the reasons they were going to be good is because of the pitching and by the way kyle bubba it might be just a short-term thing but how about all the people saying well, you're losing a lot of power, and yes, we did. You're not. You're going to have to win different ways. And I was like, well, that's baseball. Ever in like every sport, right, Kyle? Like at football, you might have to have the kicker to win the game, or you might have to have the defense, you know, make some big stops and a couple interceptions. And so, um, lo and behold, we've scored a lot of runs and a lot of power, Bubba. We had how many home runs this week? Nine. We hit nine home runs. I think forty-seven now in the season. Right. And uh, we, we had multiple home runs in each of the four games, uh, three two-home run games and obviously a three-home run game. Uh, that three-home run game coming in the 10 to nothing uh, run ruling of Cincinnati on on Saturday and then obviously another run ruling of the Bearcats 13-3 to today. That's a good question. Uh, when is the last time or is this the first time in American Conference play that you've had multiple 10-run rule games – in uh in a conference series well that's something that dave and i were talking about it's really because of the rule that was in effect that uh, you know most of the time you didn't have a a run rule situation unless it was a, a you know travel day so uh, on a sunday ball game so is, uh, is this the first year or, of that rule or the or the double header scenario back in 2021 where you, where you were playing four game series and had that double header on Saturday, so um, so yeah, that's uh, Dave. Did you say this was this the first time? It is. This had happened. It happened in league play. Yes, yeah, and the first time for the program, um, and I assume they mean for the American because, like Bubba said, it's a great thing. So we just need to make sure we. It's just a. It's, it's a great thing for the program, and we're not going to take away from it because uh, 
it just shows you how great this team is. And and by the way, one of the things we talk about with this team is they start off slow. They didn't get enough runs. Well, Bubba, I know you told me, and uh, you can remember off the top of your head, but we're pretty much scoring at will against these teams, including I think it was yesterday was the only time we didn't score the second inning yesterday. Yeah, um, Pirates got off to excellent starts in each of the four games and in those first two innings. So, obviously, over the course of uh, four games, eight those eight innings, the Pirates scored in seven of those. The only uh, inning that ECU did not score in in the, in the first two innings was today's second inning um, because, obviously, um, Jacob Starling had that big hit the center uh, to push across a run there in the bottom of the first. So that's something that had really plagued this team, uh, not, not swinging the bats well into the mid to late innings. But uh, it seems to be uh, coming around over these last two weeks, uh, especially this week. Yeah, and if you can if you can continue that, if you, it's always good to get into the bullpen. But uh, if you can start scoring runs and force them to get into the bullpen before they want to, you can hit starting pitching, and you don't have to wait until they get into their bullpen. Uh, you you can wreak a lot of havoc because, and then and then you're not you're not waiting for them to to switch pitchers based on uh, their starter throwing X Y Z amount of pitches. You're you're you know you're chasing them, get them in the bullpen early, and you can create a lot of havoc and score a lot of runs. Uh, no question about it. And I tell you what, uh, we'll have. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Kaz. Uh, Martin Mikazi for PGXGloves.com, our pitcher and player of the week. We'll talk about that. But, man, the good news is I had to – I was telling Bubba and Kyle before back of the game, you know, when you have a situation where you're not playing well and we have to come up with – we have a sponsor, so we have to come up with a PGX Gloves player of the game and pitcher of the game, then it's like, oh, man, it's going to be tough. we got to pick it. But this particular situation – uh, for the player of the week, especially, we had to really crunch the numbers to be fair and not just pick someone. We actually will tell you who that is later in the show, Bubba. But uh, and Kyle, we all, you know, and I know that there's others that are watching right now that they felt the same way. And uh, by the way, guys, one of our uh, viewers told me that since changing the batting lineup with Hoover leading off, good old Hoover, the Pirates haven't lost. How about that? Eight and zero. Since Hoover, uh, yeah, the batter. yeah, Lane's well over 300. I uh, want to say around 320, 325, and uh, that average only climbed this week. Uh, seven out of 14, um, a pair of three hit games, and a tremendous week for Lane Hooper. And he hit his second bomb of the season and third of his pirate career. And by the way, Bubba, thanks to let me give a shout out to Jared Plummer. I appreciate everything he does for the Pirates with the in the jungle there with a, a Twitter account. And he actually told us that I want to give him credit where credit's due that that bomb that he had on Tuesday night broke the record for AAC's most runs scored. Right? Yes, uh, Lane Hoover, obviously um, the beneficiary, as several players were uh, of that COVID season, not right. counting against the eligibility and. But um, tremendous career, um, no matter what, there. Uh, and, you know, I'm trying to remember how many runs it is that Hoop has scored now. Uh, we'll, we'll have that graphic up on the screen before tonight's show is over. But uh, and you think about it, Hoop probably has at least 25 or more games, hopefully, remaining in his Pirate career. So he's going to really uh, – 
And if he continues to do what he's doing, getting on base, he's going to put that record probably almost out of reach. Yeah. No question, because most of the people will only be playing maybe three years um, if they go on to the <clears throat> to the major leagues or definitely to the minors, hoping they get to the majors. But uh, I'm really proud of him. He's been doing great. And uh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to his dad, Denny, who watches our show. Appreciate Denny for his support of the program. And I asked Denny last night if there were, by the way, guys, if there was any more Hoovers that would be coming to uh, play for the Pirates being baseball. Um, uh, Lane's younger uh, sister is a really good softball player, so maybe she'll be playing uh, for Shane Winkler with the Pirates. But we at least have one more Hoover. It just won't be for baseball. Hopefully it'll be for softball, guys. Yeah, um, that'll be great. I know that, uh, in fact, uh, <laughs> how about this? Craig says, Lane Hoover is a Holt Naylor's equipment for baseball. Craig, you're right. Uh, Lane is extremely important to the program, as I told his dad. Does that mean people have to hate him for no reason? <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's a good point. Uh, unfortunately, Holton doesn't get the same respect that uh, Lane does. In fact, Richard Allsbrook chiming in, Hooverville, and that's Section 204, right, Bubba? Off the top of my head, I believe that's where Hooverville is located, inside Lewis Field at Clark LeClair Stadium. Yeah, honestly, do not recall, but yeah, I've enjoyed getting to know um, Denny over the over the last year or so. Um, I actually, you know, less than a year. I met him at last year's Super Regional uh, whenever we defeated Texas in Game One. But um, kind of getting back to, we'll take a quick look back at that Old Dominion game. Uh, as I mentioned, Monarchs top fifty RPI came in. I want to say with a twenty three and eight record. And they had really had our number over the last season or two. I think took both games from us a season ago. So, you know, we really wanted to uh, come out and take care of business. And we did just that. Uh, you got a pretty good start from Zach Root. Um, I think Coach Godwin after the game was saying that Zach's got to continue to improve his command so he can go deeper than three innings into ball games. But all in all, uh, a good start. Uh, and then – and then you had uh, Jake Hunter you know, see, see some time, but it, it was really Danny Bill. Uh, what a, a career outing for Danny Bill when he went five innings and struck out a career high nine batters. Yeah, good to be to you. And, and, and their RPI will, will hold or get better. The Sun Belt's a very good baseball league. So that win will help us uh, as the season goes. And we have, a, we have another game with ODU up in Norfolk, right? Yeah, that's right. Coming up in just a few weeks, it's the – is it the Tidewater Classic or something like that? So uh, It's going to be played at another minor league park. Yeah, the, the, the Norfolk Tides. The, uh, yeah. 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 So – Orioles. Triple-A. Triple-A, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he, a lot of a lot of minor league parks being played at this season. Obviously, Atrium Health Ballpark, Kannapolis Cannonballers, Segra Stadium down in Fayetteville. Uh, you also uh, you had one prior to Kannapolis. Let me see. I'm drawing a blank, but the, uh, obviously the DBAP against Duke. Yeah. Uh, that I think that was the one that I was forgetting, and it then is. and then obviously um, on Truist Field. 
on Wednesday night against Charlotte and then the Norfolk Tide. So at least five minor league ballparks. Yeah, so we take care of business against ODU Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Um, and uh, then uh, Friday night, uh, handle business again and uh, take out the Bearcats. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, that was uh, what I was curious to see. It was such a great game by ODU to come out there and take care of business. That's a, Guys, isn't that a quad one win off the top of my head, or is that not? I was trying to remember where the quad one win. I, I have to uh, look at that again. But. I'm sorry. I lost you there for a minute. You say you're hey, trying to remember what? If he's trying to remember what quad one is, if, if ODU is considered quad one well, based on their RPI. Yes. Yeah, quad one, I believe, should be top 50. Top 50, okay. So, quad one win. Yeah, so there's another quad one win as we had with NC State. Um, So, we have two quad one wins over the last couple weeks. Um, Bubba, is it 24 and two now at home off the top of my head? I think you told us. Yeah. And actually, actually, they have it scrolling at the bottom of the screen. The Pirates are. 24-2, 24-2, and two, as they just mentioned, at Clark LeClaire this year. I think last year we were 27-11 and 11 at home. Obviously, uh, uh, really played well at home down the stretch when, when we were in the midst of that uh, 20-game win streak. But uh, that's something I'd have to go back and check. This is one of the best seasons, obviously. Uh, it would be hard, obviously hard to be much better than that. Yep. So, uh, do we want to move on to Friday? Sure. Let's go ahead. In fact, uh, Friday, Friday nights, uh, got a nice uh, victory for my fiftieth birthday, Bubba and Kyle. Yep. Um, that was obviously the only game in this Cincinnati series that was pretty competitive. Um, where we had a six to four late. And then had the three-run bomb, one of three home runs to Josh Moylan had against Cincinnati. But um, what we had taken a three-nothing lead in the first inning uh, when Cam Clotch, I think it was the first inning, first or second inning, when Cam Clotch deposited one out on the Cliff Moore practice facility. And yeah. um, he, he, Cliff, oh, excuse me, Cam had an excellent week. Um, had another home run in the series finale today. But um, you had Treya Savage, not as sharp as he had been in the past necessarily, but um, I, I think Cliff alluded to that in the post game. Five fraction. I, I want to say he went five and a third, something like that. He struck out 10 batters. And did, didn't have a ton of walks, it didn't seem, but just like, you know, within the strike zone, maybe his command wasn't as good as it had been in the past. And then um, he did, I want to say it was the fourth inning. He allowed a, a home run, and then he had two taken away on tremendous play by Carter Cunningham and Lane Hoover. And that really is when we kind of his control of that game to an extent and allowed us to maintain a pretty pretty nice margin there even though like i said it was six to four uh, going to the bottom of the eighth when we uh, largely put it away with the three-run shot by josh moreland man josh is the guy that i've been saying is the x factor for the year 
I know he took a lot of lumps early on, but man, he has really come on strong. And guys, his defense is great at first base. And then when you have that guy, that I mean, I love to watch him bat when he has one of those swings. Those swings are just uh, not to overhype it or exaggerate, but it really is legendary. He's got an amazing swing. Yeah, no, and uh, took care of business Friday night. It's, it, that game wasn't even really close once they put it away late. But that was the only game that was competitive. It, it, yesterday, yes. did ten run rule, ten nothing, seven inning game. And, uh, you know, so y'all talk about that one. I didn't get to see any of the game yesterday, so I will defer to both of y'all on that one. That game, I tell you what, Bubba, really happy for uh, the AAC pitcher of the year last year, Carter Spivey. Uh, he looks so good. It was, what, four hits, Bubba? No walks, four hits? Yeah, Carter Spivey, uh, an abbreviated complete game, if you will, going the, the full seven as the Pirates. So. Um, the Pirates walked the Bearcats off there with Joey Brini single to left in the bottom half of the seventh inning. But um, Carter Spivey, seven shutout innings, four hits, three strikeouts, no walks. And Carter Spivey is our PGXGloves.com Pitcher of the Week. Yeah, that was, that was a, go ahead, Bob, Dave. No, that's what I was going to say. That was a no-doubter because he – I was really happy for him because he really – Yesterday, and that was you know after you have the I, it played out exactly like I thought for Cincinnati. I thought Cincinnati that first game probably their ace pitcher. How would we play against him? And then yesterday, man, Carter Spivey, no runs, four hits, three strikeouts, and no walks. And here's another thing, uh, Kyle. I forgot to mention to you the game, and I was talking about a pre-show when we were doing the numbers. We only use seven pitchers all weekend long. Yeah, that's what you get good starting pitching. Your bats are hot. Uh, that's something you can do, and you only and you play two seven inning games. That'll save some pitching also. Uh, what was you know today's game almost seemed easy. It almost seemed effortless. Did, did yesterday's game seem the same way? Yes, yes. It, it was because of what we talked about. When you have that dominating pitching going on, and then you have the bats that are hot as a firecracker right now and uh, in fact uh one of our viewers just texted me five only 76 pitches got yesterday wow I that's mean, incredible that is uh that is being uh i'll tell you what i'm looking for that 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 is uh that is, very well, very economical very economical efficient yes yes the very economical with your pitches that's what i'm looking for Bubba. but um and while we're on the topic of our PGXGloves.com pitcher and player of the week, uh, our player of the week a, a moment ago, as you might have guessed, uh, it, it was going to be Josh Moylan. Josh had a home run in each of the three games against UC, uh, seven out of 15 on the week, and drove in nine runs. So congratulations to Josh Moylan, who's just having uh, an incredible junior season to date. and. Uh, and he is our PGAsClubs.com Player of the Week. And also, uh, he's, I think that's perhaps an underrated part of this team. Uh, some of the plays we've made in the outfield, also Joey Brini and Starling in the middle, and obviously AMAC, perhaps even more so at third with some of the plays he's made. Uh, Josh Moreland's defense, I think, is at times underappreciated. 
Yeah, and how about uh, Lane Hoover has made some great plays out in the outfield. I know that Tyler uh, mentioned a comment earlier, guys, about the Hoover's the second-best outfielder defensively. He says, Johnson's better. This does not include batting. But I tell you what, man, uh, I, I know I want to still – I don't want to steal Kyle's line, but Hoover's like a vacuum cleaner out there. He just sucks everything up, right, Kyle? Oh, yeah, I don't remember saying that. But um, I uh, – yeah, he does. He's he's definitely uh, lives up to his name. He, he is a Hoover and a uh, great defender. And uh, whoever mentioned Riley Johnson, he's a great defender too. Um, He'll he'll sacrifice his body. Yeah, but both those guys are great in the field. Yes, and Riley's Riley's been battling a bit of a um, a nagging injury, but um, you know we we use him as a late inning defensive replacement, and um, you know he's made some nice plays. um, Made one today. It seems like I recall there in the the late innings, latter part of the ball game. And something else, we talked about the Pirates scoring in seven out of the the eight uh, first two frames of the game this week. Something else, over the last two games of the series, both of which we won by run rule, 10 to nothing and 13-3, you had, I think there were just two two of those 13 innings in which the Pirates didn't score. Um, the, the second inning today, and then yesterday we didn't score in the third, and that was it. So that, that's pretty remarkable there. Not only were we jumping out early, but we continued to add uh, throughout the game and put up crooked number after crooked number. Today, there, I think it was what the was it third, fourth, and fifth, or fourth, fifth, and sixth. We had four spot, four spot, three spot. And guys, something else that uh, I know the media, a member on the media asked on Tuesday night post game with ODU. Uh, it's what now six games we haven't had uh, JC. Jake and Jenkins Cowart, and we have eight wins all together yeah. um, in home street. I believe it's six games, Bubba. We haven't had JC. That sounds correct. Uh, it was it game one or two that doubleheader with UCF? I can't remember now. The it was, it was game one of the doubleheader. So you you had the I'm pretty sure. So you had the second game of the doubleheader. Yeah. And then uh, and, yeah. and then ODU, and then uh, and then, and then right. The doubleheader with that doubleheader, I couldn't remember exactly when. So it was, yeah, six games. So coach talked about it. He said, We're going to win or lose without obviously JC. And he told the people, you know, it's going to be a while. But the good news is, you don't want to rush him back. And with the growing injury and the fact that we have, look at Carter Cunningham, look at Cam Clonch. There's a whole bunch of guys, yeah. Riley Johnson, a lot of guys that have stepped up on this team. So not to diminish how much JC means to this team. But it's not like he's the we have like one great player, and uh, yeah, and then the initial was two weeks, so it's been a week. So you know whether he's back, uh, I don't think we'll see him for Wichita, but maybe he'll be back for the following weekend. He's gonna be back for uh, my prediction. He'll be back for the Carolina game. That's my gut feeling. I don't know. Or I'm not sorry, the, not the Carolina game, the state game. My, my prediction. We'll see on the road at Field. Speaking of being back, um, obviously, you know, out of rather than 27 innings or, or, or more, we, o- we only played 22 innings this weekend because of the two run rulings. But uh, you had Garrett Saylor, uh, and Garrett had the chance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we only used six pitchers, I, I want to say, this weekend. Is that – obviously, 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 okay. You had your three starters, and then I knew uh, – 
Danny Danny Bill pitched to get Garrett Garrett Saylor, and then uh, and then and Tony Ginn. So yeah, maybe it is six. Dave said seven earlier. It was three. Fr- wasn't it three Friday night? One yesterday. Three today. I know today it was definitely. Obviously, it was only one yesterday. I know today it was only three. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, Grove, and then Bill, um, Bill, and, and then after that, Danny, and then and then Taylor. Yeah, and you had Savage, and um, you had three a total of three on Friday night, right? Or is it just two? Today, Groves went four and two-thirds, and then you had Bill, an inning in a third, and right. then Siller through, through the um, top of the seventh. Right. Yeah, Dave was trying to remember Friday. Yeah. Friday. Okay, but I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Friday. Three. Friday, you, you had your Savage, you had Landon Ginn, and then uh, – I'm trying to remember who closed it out. It's, it's, I think we, we had we had a third pitcher though. Okay, that's Lester Sequin. Yeah, Wyatt why Lunster Sequin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it was seven. seven, seven this weekend. We settled it. Yeah, it's three on Friday, one yesterday, and three. I was just my point was uh, I did mention that part to Kyle is that we haven't um, we did talk about that early in the game today. We haven't used that many relievers, and as Kyle said that. Uh, we needed them to get some work, so it was good to see that we did have Friday night and, and today. No need to fear, Craig. I, I'm not. I'm not looking up these stats while I'm on the road. This is, <laughs> I, I've stuff stuff that, sick. stuff that I yeah stuff that I looked up from following the first two games, and then um, I glanced at today's box score before I before I left Greenville. Bubba is the rain man of ECU stats. <laughs> and also about a hundred dollars. About a hundred dollars. See, I got I've got my paper right here. Let's see if anybody can see it or not. No, it won't come up. But I have a piece of paper right here that Bubba and I were pre-show crunching the numbers so that so he would not be crashing, Craig. So so um, we, so, so today thirteen to three as as uh we already went through the pitch in there. Uh, you got you got to see uh Got to see uh, oh, Jimmy Christmas. I'm horrible, I'm horrible with names. What's his damn name? We were just talking about him. Finally got to pitch something. Yeah, got yeah, to see Taylor, and he looked good. He looked good to close the game out. Yeah, by the way, the last time he pitched Kyle, I looked it up when I got home, was uh, Bubbles at that game, including another Campbell one. Campbell game. Campbell game. And, and, and he pitched uh, extremely well in that game. Yeah, so no pressure situation today, obviously, and he pitched well. Um yes. And uh, perfect timing for him to come yeah, back. No, great time for him to come back. And uh, so, uh, you got the three outs there in the top of the seventh to get us the hell out of there before the rain came. That was amazing, wasn't it? The fact that it hadn't been that long that the game was over, and all of a sudden, well, we did you and I, Kyle, did feel those. It was a few drops, yeah. There was it the six innings, maybe, yeah, fifth, six, something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah we started to feel a little, we're like, uh oh, here it comes. In fact, we talked about that, Bubba, but it's. After five complete, we get the win. Yep. So uh, that was a great feeling to get those eight. And then now the key is we've got – so we'll have the four – actually five road games because you have the NC State game. And then you have three coming back against Tulane. So at the end of the month. 
Yeah, and wanted to go back to today's game a, I mean, a little bit from a pitching standpoint. Uh, I know I mentioned Josh Groves went four and two-thirds. I think he had seven strikeouts and four walks. So he wasn't as sharp. His command was not what it has been in recent outings. But today's, don't want to dwell on it too much, but uh, the strike zone was pretty interesting to say the least. It seemed fairly inconsistent, but um, Josh Groves was able to, to battle and you know give us um, and give us nearly five innings, and then obviously the bullpen, as we mentioned, in the two and a third, were were very good with Bill and Sailor. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I want to mention something. Today was, by the way, first baseball game I went to this year. Shame uh, to say, but I don't go to a lot of the baseball games. I love ECU baseball, but uh, I, with my vision, it's a lot better watching on TV. But with that said, um, when did we get those nifty popcorn boxes? Because we didn't have them during football season. Uh, that's a good question. I saw that uh, the baseball concessions run so smooth, man. They are so fast. And it doesn't matter. The great thing about baseball concessions, it doesn't matter how big the line is. They can get you out of there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I like attention to detail. I like stuff like that. Um, I, you know, if, if it's not going to cost us but a couple cent more to put our own branding on the popcorn boxes, I thought I thought it looked great. It made me want to eat the popcorn more, as stupid as that sounds. Johnny Robertson, by the way, guys, while we have a chance, uh, this is a really cool – JR, I know that you can give – you and Bubba need to have a like a celebrity death match like that old show on MTV when it comes to stats. JR chimes in. I texted Carter Cunningham's mom that I met Thomas, a young fan that told me his dream was to have Carter attend one of his little league games and wow. that he played for Brown and Woods. She just texted me that Carter went to Elm Street tonight and watched Thomas play and said, hello, that is what pirates do. Thank you. Uh, for awesome. That, awesome story. And that's why I love this fan base. That's why I love uh, rooting for my alma mater. Right, Bubba? Yeah, and, that, and that's funny that uh, Jr. brings that story up about Carter Cunningham because following the game, uh, Brent Ponds, Richard Osbrook, and I went to uh, PT's Grill, and Carter and his family uh, came in to uh, to grab a bite to eat. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was great to see uh, you know everything that that Carter's doing this year. Uh, he's having an excellent season after. Having an up and down 2022, but um, he's become very consistent, uh, really swinging the bat well, and um, had another solid game today. Bobby, you've mentioned PT's Grill on the podcast a couple times now. When are you going to get us a sponsorship? Yeah, uh, sort of. I, I need to get that done. Uh, I guess I'm dragging my feet, but no. Uh, Locations in Greenville, Goldsboro, and Wilmington. Yeah. Wilmington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, P- PT's Grill right there awesome. near uh, near near Parker's number two um, off Greenville Boulevard. And in, uh, I believe J- Johnny, Johnny Gardner told me what the old Pizza Inn. But, yeah. um, pizza Inn, uh, but, legendary. By the way, our friends that are a little bit older like me, uh, we used to put that uh, – they, they would frown when we walked in because there were about four, six guys every Thursday night. We went out to eat, and one of the places we went, was that pizza in, and we used to kill it. It was there's not uh, a, there's not a lot of them around anymore. Um, there, there's one in Goldsboro, uh, which I just mentioned about PT's Grill. Uh, there's one in Smithfield, um, and I yep. believe there's Wilson. There's one, Wilson. There's one. Is it Richlands? There's somewhere in the Jacksonville area. There's one. 
So yeah, they're, no. they're, they're, they're here and there. By the way, uh, Kyle, Richard Allsburg has gave me a laugh. Uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen. Kyle, have you, how about a hard Mountain Dew sponsorship? <laughs> oh, man. No, not after my review last night. I don't think so. Um, I still have a straight garbage. Yeah. Oh, That's funny, Kyle. Um, Richard brought that up while we were while we were eating, and <laughs> he said that uh, definitely gave him a good laugh last night. Well, I'm glad he enjoyed the review. I, uh, if anybody wants to see my hard Mountain Dew review, uh, you can find it on Facebook or TikTok. So uh, there you go. Uh, but maybe that'll be my new thing. I'll review uh, crappy alcoholic beverages. <laughs> they will not be a sponsor of the program. No, hey, look, if, if they want to be a sponsor of the program, I'll tell them how much I love it. Yeah. It depends on how, how much they Oh, I like, love it. Uh, I'll, I'll drink it. I'll hey, chug them. I'll chug hey, them. If they, yeah. You remember the million dollar man? Everybody has a price, right? That's right. Well, you, you're damn right. With the money Pepsi has, if uh, if they want us to advertise Hard Mountain Dew, I'll love it. I'll, I'll drink two or three of them each episode. And the WWE Hall of Famer, Ted DiBiase. I love that guy. Uh, Bubba, he's one of my favorite heels of all time. <laughs> Yeah, he's, <laughs> I'll tell you something off the air. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, you could put in the comments, question in the comments, maybe a drink that Kyle should review, and we can, we'll have that part of the show. Maybe there's some, I don't know, Bubba, you're in the. I Salisbury did, I did area. see. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, but somebody, and you, you, you'll probably recall, Kyle, somebody had responded on Facebook under that review. And saying uh, that requesting, uh, uh, yeah, requesting yeah, the, the bow jangles. Yeah, it was. I believe it was the, the um, hard sweet tea. I believe it was actually under my wife where she shared it. I believe it was Susan Moore. Um, that right. it was somebody requested it. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, uh, bow jangles hard sweet tea coming up next. All right, sounds good. In fact, you can always email us. I'm, hey, by the way, guys, this is punny. I'm calling my reviews blind reactions. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, you could get away with saying that. So I eat them right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to give Brandon some love. Hey, Brandon, we're going to give you some love. All right. Here we go. Y'all think this is the year EC breaks through and gets to Oman? Uh, who knows? It, it depends on a lot of things. A lot of times it just depends on damn, it, you have dumb luck. Um, you know, you, you, you like to be in a position to be a national seed. I think that's going to be hard to do because of the conference RPI. But if we can run through the rest of this thing and not lose any more series, handle business midweek to keep our RPI going up, maybe we could be a national seed. I think we're going to – if we if we win the conference, we'll, we should host. So it, the key is going to be, you know, I, I think, again, you, you can win it on the road, but better off hosting. Um, it, it, who knows? You, you know, you, you'd like to think if you host a Super again, you'd win it. You'd like to think, man, you know, I, we're probably going to end up going to Omaha when we go on the road and beat damn LSU or somebody like that in the Super Regionals. That's typically how we get things done in East Carolina. But uh, is this year we go to Omaha? It could be. Yeah, it could be. I think any year could be the year. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're we're a regional team every year. So yep. uh, it's hard to say. That's, just, that's hard to answer that question definitively. The pitching is there. The bats are coming around. The if the bats continue to swing this way with the pitching we have, it, this could be the year. Yep. Yeah. By the way, guys, I want to say hello to uh, Monica. Monica, great heart. Um, glad to have you here tonight, Monica. And yep. uh, don't be a stranger, Monica. She gives great insight. I know in the fifth quarter, and obviously here on the show. So, Monica, want to say hello to you. And by the way, guys, uh, 
our good buddy Richard Hallsbrook. He said, thoughts on Coastal Carolina jumping ahead of us in the RPI. I know winning takes care of everything. Well, I mean, Coastal plays in a, in a tougher conference than we do. Um, as we mentioned, ODU and their RPI. So, um, Coastal, uh, Coastal has the opportunity to move up in their RPI based on the weekend series. We don't really have that opportunity. Um, but it doesn't matter. Us and Coastal both can host. So, uh, and, you know, that's fine. Um, maybe we'll see them in the Supers. And, by the way, uh, the PT, PT Grills, they have another one in Spring Lake, by the way. Um, but okay. Right so, so we, we got Wilmington, Goldsboro, Greenville, and Spring Lake. This is going to be important with that pending sponsorship. Yeah, they, they and how many times we can say PT's Grill, and they will show them this episode. We love PT. I've eaten there twice. It's very good, and I need to go back there. Um, but we need to do that. By the way, Monica says, if we don't host, the surrounding teams are scary. South Carolina, Coastal, and Wake. No doubt about that, Monica. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll host. I, mean, I think it's... I yeah. think we'd have to shit the bed, so to speak, not to host. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of – go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to add to that, Bubba. I think they're – I'm sorry, Kyle. We're going to add – I think we will host a regional. Um, and the we're on the bubble right now whether we'll host to get that national seed and host a super. So that right now these midweek games and obviously dominating the conference um, and winning the fourth straight uh, American Conference Championship and – be yeah, nice I'm, I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. We're going to host, and we're going to get paired with Wake for the Supers, and we're going to go to Winston-Salem, fill their stadium up, and beat Wake. To go to oh, my God. Calling it now. Calling it now. Oh, my God. That would be tremendous. Oh, my God. That would be – hey, however we go to – I don't care how the road to Omaha is. Um, my boss is really cool and has already told me that I can have the time off, so I'm saving a lot of time. I think I, I, think I have around 30 days of vacation, so I'm saving it up. I'm hoarding it. So I can go to Omaha and people ask me, by the way, Kyle and Bubba, have you booked your rooms at Omaha? I said, there's no way in the world I'm going to book Omaha until we actually make it. I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, no. Um, who knows if this will be the year or not? Um, like, um, like, um, oh, Jesus Christ. Our, our commenter just said uh, that we, there's a lot of good teams in this area this year um, with, with Coastal, with South Carolina, with Wake. Uh, you know, Campbell's good. So th- there, there's a lot of good baseball teams in this area. And uh, so the regional, regional situation will be interesting. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to jinx Monica, I promise. Monica, thank you. And uh, Mark says UNC won the series against TCU. Yeah, UNC Wilmington uh, took two out of three uh, from TCU in Fort Worth. And What's then a weird uh, uh, weekend series to be played this time of year. Has Big Twelve play not started yet? No, I've, I feel sure. Uh, feel certain it has. I, I know it, and, but then I think last year you had um, UNC Wilmington. They had a had a three game series at Oklahoma State. So, well, the season so, all time. I don't think they're in position to host, but they're a good shot to be a regional team. Yeah. And uh, kind of going back to Coastal Carolina, Shanta clears 23-11, and 11-4 in the Sun Belt. They took two out of three up at Old Dominion. They lost to opener 8-5, to five, bounced back with a 15-2 win, and then won 4-2 in 10 innings in game three. Yeah, I ain't scared of Coastal. We, we beat them in baseball. We beat them in football. We beat them in baseball again. Uh, whoever we have to play, we'll, we'll, 
we'll get it done. But it will be interesting if everybody keeps winning to see what they do with all these teams in this area come regional time. Yeah, and they put us not disrespecting Campbell, but putting us as a two in Campbell at uh, in Boys Creek. I just well, that was you got to remember that was coming off the 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 the, the one the one the one win weekend where yeah. we, we we lost to Wilmington, and lost two out of three to Houston. Uh, if we keep rolling like we did this week, we we won't be a two seed anywhere. We're we're going to be hosting. There's a lot of baseball left to be played. And you, you know, but I don't you know how many damn regionals will they put in the Carolinas? That's another good question. You know, if, if East Carolina, Campbell, South Carolina, Coastal, and Wake are all in position to host, and um, you know, how, how far out is North Carolina State at this point from being in position to host? They're they, they're doing very well too. I know they won yesterday big over Florida State. I don't know if they won the series or not, but that could be the problem. I mean, that could really be the problem is, is the amount of teams in this area looking to host. And um, that could be a blessing or a curse playing in this conference. It could be a blessing because we could have a better record than everybody else, but with the exception of maybe Wake Forest. But it could be a curse because of the RPI. We really need to make sure we don't drop any games to low RPI teams in this league. And we handle our midweek opponents because that's the chance for us to move up our RPI. No question, no question about it. Uh, by the way, Brandon's talking about a super regional with NC State or uh, UNC. I know that's what he means. He, we've already had a super regional uh, with UNC. Uh, uh, it, it, I mean, it'd be what it'd be. I mean, if we if we get one of those, if that's the draw, then great. I mean, you can't control that, Brandon. That that just is what it is. We we could be playing a regional team in the supers or we could be playing Texas or Texas tech like we have in the past. I mean, yep. it, it just, it's just kind of the seating. So it, it, it'll be what it'll be. A red hot Louisville. Remember that in 2019 is. Yeah. Louisville Vandy. I mean, we, we've, we've been all over the hell. We, we, you know, we, we could end up playing a pac 12 team in the regionals. If super regionals, it, yep. it, it, you never know. First thing first, we got to get to the regionals and win those. Right. Well, right now, and that's exactly right. And right now, just keep, Winning cures everything, and like Monica says, uh, great point, Monica. There's a bottleneck of great baseball here in North Carolina. We need to stay hot. Absolutely. That's the way that you can. Yeah. And, and not just North Carolina, South Carolina and Virginia also. With with UVA, I'm, I'm assuming UVA is having a good year. Yes, they are. Yeah. And South Carolina has – they're having their best year in years. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark, Mark Kingston entered the year, um, you know, on the hot seat. But uh, the Gamecocks have really, really played well thus far. And, uh, you know, last weekend they played number one LSU. I think one of those games was washed out. But um, they were able to split that series with the top team in the country. And Mark Kingston and the Gamecocks having a much-needed solid 2023. And then – we obviously already talked about Coastal with um, with their RPI and their body of work thus far. They could be in the running to, to host. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, so many in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. You, I mean, you could have you know, five or six of the 15 hosts – I mean, excuse me, 16 hosts in those three states. Do you think they would do that? I think you have to look at, you know, like maybe that's what they're going after is Campbell – has already beat us twice, but uh, Nate, by the way, says, guys, NC State did take the series for Florida State today. Get this five to four and ten innings, so they they pulled it out two out of three, I guess. Yeah, and, and Forrest Campbell goes no disrespect to Campbell, and and 
And, and you know, I won't really say we're playing a much better conference in baseball than they do because truth be told, it should be, but it ain't. But I'm sorry, but if we handle our business and Campbell handles their business and it comes down to putting a regional in Greenville, putting a regional in, in Boobies Creek, um, if they put it in Boobies Creek, I'm going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, check this out. For those asking about East Carolina, what we've had four straight regionals that we've hosted, and the only other team to do that is Stanford. Two teams in the whole country. So uh, that, that's what I – and look how many people – we had, what, almost 6,000 yep. who were NC State. And that's yeah, like and, and, and that's another thing with – with, and, again, this could be a negative or positive, but you, if you look at Coastal, that's something a hell of a league. And uh, they're going to have the opportunity to move up their RPI, but they're also going to have some tough competition. So they could, go know, down they, they, they could end up, you know, playing their way out of hosting just based on competition. Like I say, the, the you could look at the American two ways. It can be a, it can be a blessing if we roll through the thing, yeah, but if if we take any goofy losses or drop a weekend series to Memphis or something, it could be a nightmare. That's true. Uh, by the way, John chiming in tonight. A lot of people, thank you so much. If you have questions or comments, he says John White says the mindset needs to be whoever we play and wherever we play, good enough to win to move on to the ultimate. Is hosting is nice, but many teams move on and not host yeah absolutely but you 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 would rather host and the mindset should be to win out and uh win every game we play and try to host uh, but if we if if we go on the road look hey we went up uva almost won the supers at texas tech so yeah no doubt about it you can go win original on the road just yeah but you, you sure would rather be playing it in greenville um but no you can definitely win it on the road and um you know i <laughs> like i say uh if they they put us a two seed, throw us throw us make us a two seed, and, and they they put us at Boys Creek or uh, two seed in Winston Salem or something like that, uh, I got a feeling that probably whoever ends up hosting us as the two, if their regional opponent's going to really wish they didn't do that because we're going to fill up their stadium. Um, but I, I think we're going to host. Get, get, I mean, it's, look, we're sitting here in April. We're, we're we're discussing hosting because that's what fans do. But I, I, we're in good shape, guys. I mean, we're we're in good shape to host, don't you? Don't y'all think? I mean, if we take oh, care yeah. of our business. After last year, there was a lot of uh, coach. Even he didn't allude to what happened, but there was some inside the clubhouse, you know, drama going on, and he didn't allude to it at media day. But these guys are hungry. After what happened at Texas, that super regional? Are you kidding me? The first time we had a super regional at Clark LeClaire ever, and they were this close to going to Omaha. Um, that was a big – they have a chip on their shoulder. And after what happened, the slow start, and then, you know, they had the 20-game winning streak. But these guys, a lot of these guys, we lost a lot, but we're back. We've got a lot of guys back too. And these guys uh, remember how it felt walking off that field, losing to Texas on that Sunday night, um, which we should have won uh, game three. But that's a whole other – you know. What, what is our RPI as we sit tonight? Uh, obviously, it fluctuates by the minute, to, depending on the games that are being played. But uh, last I saw, we were 11th. 11th. So, so okay. Richard Allsbrook or one of our uh, – Johnny Robertson, one of our viewers, let us know. Yeah, please do. John White, former pitcher for the Pirates. He said 20 ga more games in fine shape right now, no doubt. Yep. So, RPI 11. Uh, I'm sure that's Warren Nolan, but uh, he's pretty – He's pretty on key with the NCAA, so uh, uh, that's 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 very good. 
By the way, uh, those watching and listening tonight, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can like us on Facebook. want to remind folks of that. Love to have you a part. And anytime we uh, come on, love to have you a part of this. It's going to be a special year, obviously, no doubt. By the way, JR is the best. Number 10 guys right now in our RPI. So, Top 10 um, RPI. There you right go. Now. Yeah, we're sitting pretty right now. Uh, rankings, you guys, we were ninth this week. Do you think we go up to like seventh, maybe eighth? We'll go. Uh, not a lot, not a big jump, obviously, but I think we may go up to seventh. That's my prediction. Possibly, who cares? But uh, I mean, I it really doesn't matter. But yeah, we'll probably move up in the polls. I mean, we we, we went undefeated this week. Uh, somebody posted over on ECU baseball. We were the only team to go four and zero this week in the top twenty five. So uh, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I swear I read that. So uh, good chance for us to move up. Richard Osbrook would also chimed in saying tenth in the. RPI, uh, Charlotte, that we play on Wednesday in downtown Charlotte. It's, it's, the 49ers are 19 and 15. They did have a, a midweek win over the Gamecocks, 6 to 2. And uh, they play the Tar Heels on Tuesday Ooh. night before uh, the Pirates on Wednesday. Big week for the, uh, for the 49ers. Yeah. Hey, this is their opportunity, you know, um, with all that they, that program is, uh, Definitely their basketball and their baseball has been great and definitely um, an in-state rival and those two, those two sports. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, their baseball has been okay. Their basketball used to be great. Um, but yeah, no, no problem playing Charlotte and basketball and baseball. Um, I would rather play almost anybody else in football. Well, hey, if we have an opportunity to go there and uh, or they come here and win, a win is a win, right? They're, um, in fact, they're we're they come here and win. I hope they got not. No, I said no. I'm talking about win. I'm talking about for a win all here and Dowdy Ficklin or win there. You know, if I, oh, I feel like yeah. we have better athletes. Basically, Dave, Dave was just saying, hey, yeah, but we'll have our chance in the fall to, you know, to to handle our business and, you know, show them that, uh, you know, what, what coach Houston and staff have going on in, in Greenville. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. But here, here in just a moment, we'll have our AAC school board for you. Yep. And how about, uh, our picture of the week, right. For pgxgloves.com. In fact, I want to thank, give a shout out to cause I've been where have I not guys. I've been well, wearing that hat all weekend long. I don't know about all weekend, but I, saw yeah, it today. We, I did for, Cause by pgxgloves.com. Uh, I want to appreciate uh, Cause support of the program and uh, providing the sponsorship for the player of the week and pitcher of the week. And we told you, Josh Moreland, uh, seven out of 15. Uh, Josh, I wrote the numbers down here. He had uh, nine RBI and three home runs. In fact, he had a home run in each one of the, the games for Cincinnati. He was our PGX pitcher of the game. I'm, I'm sorry, player. player of the game. And, um, and I, we can go ahead and say Carter Spivey. Um, we're having some technical difficulties, but Carter Spivey is our PGX pitcher of the week. And uh, Carter, yeah. and we've already mentioned that earlier in the in the, in the yeah. show with the graphic, Dave. So it's yeah. all right. Yep. And uh, I want to mention that. Give a sponsor, and um, so we want to do the American Scoreboard now. As we do, we've got a few minutes left of the show. Appreciate so many ch people chiming in. Tonight, again, don't forget to like our Facebook page and you can go on uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done so, appreciate that very, very much. So uh, big week for the Pirates and another one coming up. Um, 
and uh, like we said, tenth in the RBI, and uh, we'll see how the how things go. I don't know if we've lost Bubba. Um, Bubba, are you there? I'm back. Uh, got home and you know, I I forgot to uh, turn my Wi-Fi off, so I w- so I would. Because when it connected, uh, uh, I yeah, dropped you, you guys. Yeah. I dropped you guys for a minute, but right. um, you got the score just, in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the American score. Have, we... Yeah, I'll read them off as soon as I I'm able to. Uh, let's see. All right, so Houston, uh, and we'll take a look at the standings first and the results. Uh, East Carolina, first place, seven and two. Houston, second place at six and three. Wichita State and South Florida are tied for third at five and four. Tulane is in fifth place at four and five. And then you have a three way tie in sixth between UCF, Memphis, and Cincinnati at three and six, and four games behind the Pirates. Um, obviously, we know what transpired between the Pirates and Bearcats. Then you had Houston. Houston was taking on uh, South Florida. Uh, the Cougs won the first two games in that series, six to five and sixteen to ten, before the Bulls um, blew out the Cougs, thirteen to two today. Um, there in Houston, you had Wichita State and Tulane squaring off, and in that series, that series was in New Orleans. Um, it was the Shockers taking two out of three from Tulane. Um, the Green Wave won the series opener nine to seven, but Wichita State bounced back, taking games two and three, ten to nine, and seven to four. And then you had UCF and Memphis. The Knights are now twenty and sixteen overall uh, after taking two out of three from the Tigers in Orlando, uh, winning. Games one and three, uh, 12 to three and eight to six. They lost the middle game three to one. <clears throat> there you All go. Right. And you don't think today's game was important? That was the difference between being solely in first place or not a tie with uh, Houston. So great, great to have that uh, win today. But every, every win's great for uh, the Pirates. But today, that's why we have to get the broom out, right, guys? Another sweep. For the Pirates. Yeah, you 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 want to keep pace, keep winning, and try to pull away from Houston because you don't want it to come down to last weekend of the year they would hold the tiebreaker. So uh, keep winning and uh, hopefully pull away, get a couple game lead over Houston in the standings. All right, and uh, a little football for you right here. Nothing to do with baseball, but the uh, defensive end transfer Manny Hickman lands at Conference for USF. Uh, interesting. Um, uh, so very, very interesting, but uh, I guess good for him. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I always, you know, these, these kids when they transfer out for whatever reason, I don't, you know, I'm not one that follows them after they're not a pirate anymore in most cases. Yeah, and we, and again, the people that get upset, look, if they don't want to be a pirate, we don't want them. And, and be fair, and they may have been told they're not going to get a lot of playing time. That happens. I don't know if that was the case with, let me be very careful. No, I don't think so. I'm not with him. I think that's the case, but um, that happens sometimes. So, you know what? If you don't want to be a pirate, great. 
um, we'll find people that there are a lot of people that do, and there are a lot of people that love Co- Coach Houston, and so uh, you know that can that cuts both ways. So, well, it well, could have been something. I don't know the case why Hickman transferred out. I don't think it was a playing time issue. Could have been a personality issue. I'm not sure yeah. what the situation was with Hickman, uh, but nonetheless, uh, he's going to be a bull now. So we'll get to beat him. By not the way, year, if we don't play him, that's right. Hey, Bubba. By the way, I want to. Bubba did a great job. As with our Matt Simmons has got a lot of work going on. He couldn't be here tonight. Um, it may be limited this week, but they did a great job with uh, Gary Freeman and uh, Brandon Simmons joined those two guys. And uh, there was a wrap up of the spring game. If you haven't seen that, it's a great show. Go back and check that on archives on YouTube or Facebook. And uh, uh, anywhere you listen to the podcast, we have it up. So make sure you check that out. Right, Bubba? I guess we lost Bubba for a second, but Kyle, it was a great show and obviously a big uh, get your tickets uh, for season tickets. Our good friend Coleman Spade. I want to make them work really, really hard. I know they won't mind this challenge of uh, call them 1-800-DOLLY-CU during business hours, Monday through Friday for the ticket office to get your football season tickets. Or you can go to ecupirates.com and get your tickets anytime. Right, Bubba? Right, Dave. Yep. Uh, 1-800-ECU or ECUPirates.com as of about a, uh, about a week ago, a little less than a week ago, uh, we have sold in excess of 12,000, obviously 16 is the goal. So, uh, we're in great shape uh, and keep, get 20, or, keep ordering those, uh, season tickets and, you know, uh, we, uh, per Coleman, Spain, uh, with the ticket office, uh, we are ahead of last year's pace, yep. which is very, very encouraging. And we, and we honestly, I mean, I know some, you certainly had um, the factor of you know, not having NC State on the schedule, but um, that's, that's great. That means, you know, people are showing up to watch the Pirates as they should. We've won 15 games over the last two seasons, and this program's building toward a uh, Another conference championship, there's no doubt in my mind, and I think it's just a matter of time before that happens. And I think we'll be right there contending year in, year out, um, as uh, obviously we've done in baseball as we're looking to to win a four-straight AAC championship. No yeah, question. and if you're buying season tickets this year, there ain't no doubt you're coming to watch the Pirates play because this schedule sucks. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Whoever they put on the schedule, I'll, I'll be there. And um, that's what, you know, winning is the cure for everything. Like we talked about baseball, but the fact with the Pirates, uh, I think the biggest thing is people were, you know, during the Mo years, those are far behind us. And now we have Coach Houston that, uh, let's see, 19, 20, 21. Yes, it's fifth season now. I was going to yep. say fourth, but I know that was wrong. No, fifth. fifth season now. So, hey, go out there and it doesn't matter who we're playing. Go out there and support the Pirates. I mean, think about it. There's six weekends. Saturdays and what well actually five uh Saturday well actually four Saturdays one Friday and one Thursday that we have so hey what are well, you gonna well, be for, what, what game is Friday uh that would be the last game of the year we have uh right after Thanksgiving it's it's Friday on Saturday as of right now Saturday yeah it's, it's got it's got a it's got a it's on Saturday and there's a little footnote that says official date will be announced October something so it could be Friday on or yeah Saturday. right now Friday. right now it's an either or yeah but they, yeah, okay. so that's it says Saturday, but then they have a footnote saying it I could see be that it could be the or they, they're yeah. gonna. All right, I see that now. I didn't see that earlier. 
so what uh anybody have final thoughts before we get out of here i know that uh good luck to the pirates this week obviously that wednesday game is huge but also there's four away game, actually five straight away games so we need to uh, do very well during this stretch a very important i say it all the time but now this is a even bigger stretch for us now that they're road games yeah you, you really need to you, you gotta you gotta win at least two at wichita you need to get at least one of the non-conference games so We'd go at least three and two during the stretch, and at least two and one in, in uh, Wichita. Better off uh, to sweep them, obviously. And there's the home football schedule for this coming season. And uh, if you look at that, um, Marshall—that's exciting to me. I love playing the Thunder and Herd. Uh, Tulane is exciting because of what they did last year. And SMU being a Thursday night game, and that SMU team. Uh, we'll probably be pretty good this year. Um, those are the appealing ones to me. Um, what about Charlotte? Come on, Matt's favorite team. We, I'm more excited for Gardner Webb. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, hey, they're a conference mate now, and uh, we'll have them. And then the fact that, like you said, the Tulsa's got a brand new coach, so we're gonna see how uh, how they play. That'll be Thanksgiving weekend, like we said, the Friday or Saturday. So, hey, um, you know, people complain all the time, but. You should be a real pirate fan, and regardless if it the only time some people get excited if, oh my God, it's no ACC school up there. Well, so what? Yeah, no, you should buy season tickets if you're a pirate. But I have no problem with people complaining about that schedule because it sucks. Now, now I'm sure uh, I can't believe I figured Kyle's looking forward to that Charlotte game for nothing else. So you know, Biff Pogey. Uh, the, the very unique sight of, of, of him wearing a sleeveless shirt on the sideline. You know, I hear, I hear, blah, blah, blah. I hear <laughs> Biff really hates Manor. I guess so. <laughs> okay, if y'all don't get that, I'm sorry. I'm not going to explain it to you. All right. You don't get that, Dave? Is that from Back to the Future? Yes. My yeah, God. okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. And... One other bit of information, you know, uh, obviously a, a tremendous 22-23 season for East Carolina women's basketball, uh, winning, uh, tying a school record with 23 wins. Uh, winning so I say we should be 6-0 and at home? Yeah, Monica. Uh, based on what? I think a lot of people think it's a weak schedule. So, the, like I was saying, it's, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a shitty schedule, but it ain't that weak. SMU's good. Tulane's good. Marshall's good. I mean, it. it and we got brand, we got we got a whole new offense. I, I'm I'm not sure why we should be six and zero at home. I hope she's right, but uh, I, I don't I don't see that. Well, hey, if we are, that that means we have one hell of a season. So, uh, I'll, I'll I'll salute you, Monica. At the definitely at the end of the year, if we uh, we go undefeated at home, I mean, hell, that's that's even better. I mean, fact, Tulane just won the Cotton Bowl, and you know, but that Marshall was just won nine games, and you know, so I don't I don't you know I I don't. I keep seeing these people look at our schedule, and I'm not I'm not picking on Monica. No, no disrespect to Monica at all. She's a great pirate. But I keep seeing these people calling for eight, nine wins, and I just want to know what they're basing it on. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, – one thing is the schedule as far as the teams we play, a lot of uh, first-year coaches, right? Navy, first-year coach. Uh, first-year coach at FAU. First-year coach at Tulsa. That's three wins. First-year uh, first coach at Charlotte. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, like I say, uh, – <laughs> There's still some tough games on the schedule. UTSA, Tulane, oh, Marshall, App State is still, and we, we got a bunch of unproven commodities on offense. How do we? Well, how do we I will out? say, I, I want to say it was college football news. Um, did 
Yeah. Um, so an unbiased entity that had us at eight and four. And um, I believe the, the losses were were Michigan, App State, FAU, and uh, UTSA. See, I, the FAU game, I think we have a shot to win. The UTSA oh, is my losses have. Yeah, we but, have a shot to win FAU. We could lose it. Uh, I, uh, there, there's a lot of it's. The whole schedule to me is just is goofy because you, you you look at Rice and you think Rice is garbage. They went to a bowl last year, and we struggled traditionally at Rice. God knows, uh, people remember 2006 trying to win a conference championship and losing at Rice or Ruffin McNeil's first year. Rice, you know, everybody remembers that Navy game. What about the Rice game? They put like 60 on us. Yeah. So we we play like trash at Rice. So it's I hate the schedule. It's it's. It, it's harder than people give it, it. The biggest thing I don't like about the schedule is more difficult than people are giving it credit for. And uh, so that's, that's not a good situation. Yeah, they beat us like they beat us like 63-35 or 63-31 in, in front of probably 117 people. Yeah, I, I'm trying but, to remember how many times we've actually won at Rice. It hasn't been that many. Greg, but the final, th- final thing I had was uh, a moment ago when I was talking about women's basketball – um, Kim McNeil and staff, they had some some very talented players you know, on campus this weekend, took them out to the jungle. Uh, you know, really, um, she drove home the point that, uh, you know, Pirate Nation was great and, uh, you know, was very hospitable to the to the recruits and as well as the staff. So um, just keep in mind, uh, well, I'll say Twin Towers and uh, there's a Orange and blue uh, connection uh, to the to the SEC uh, chomp chomp. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no doubt about it. I tell you what. Uh, by the way, uh, one thing, the final thing I was going to mention is that Kim uh, Mc, Mc, Kim McNeil got schooled on what a jungle jump is, and so uh, they were the folks out in uh, there in left field in the jungle were trying to get her to do a jungle jungle jump, and they kept yelling jump jump jump. And she was just jumping in the air, and she finally found out. <laughs> she finally found out yesterday what a jungle jump is. So I thought that was, that was one of my favorite parts. I love you, Coach, but that was one of my favorite uh, parts of this weekend. Is I found out yesterday. Hey, but, and that was a funny story. But and to her credit, she said, "If now that I know what it, what it, what it is, she said, I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, uh, you know." A jungle jump, so that's hysterical. I'm just picturing her jumping up and down in the air. With yeah, the I know. Like <laughs> the people in the crowd, like, well, what, what in the world is she doing? <laughs> I, well, I would, if I was her, I'd be wondering why the hell are they telling me to jump? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, one of my highlights of the weekend. So <clears throat> Craig says now that Kyle clarified it makes sense. It's, uh, talking about the schedule, it's crappy, but more challenging than people give it credit. But when Monica commented, that wasn't stated yet. Sure. Yeah. Like, like I said, I was not, I'm not, not, not picking on Monica at all. She's a great pirate. I just, I don't, I hope we go six and zero at home. I, th- I hope she's right. I just, I think it's, I think the schedule's tougher than people give it credit for. Marshall, well, Tulane, SMU are all three very tough home games. Well, Hey, and um, we gotta, we gotta come, come to play. Yeah, no doubt. How about, she says every game is a challenge and I don't take any opponent for granted, but we need to be better. Absolutely. And we'll see how it all comes down to, uh, obviously, how these players, how they handle themselves in the offseason. You know, they're going to be training harder 
um, then they sometimes you can get comfortable where you've won 15 games in the last two years. You you won a big bowl game in Birmingham. You know, we finally have a bowl win. First time in what ten years? No, there's there's too much there's too much there's there's too much unproven commodity, particularly on offense on this okay. game, to, to be getting cocky or, or or think you've arrived. I mean, I don't I don't see that. I think there's a lot. That is one thing I'll say. There's a lot of guys that should have something to prove this year, um, no from, from from Mason Garcia right. or whoever starts a quarterback down through the running back room at receiver. A lot of unproven commodity. There's talent there, but it's unproven. Right. All right, good luck to the Pirates this week. We want to thank our good friends uh, at Next Level Training Center. Thanks to uh, Trent and Gaynell Brett. Thank you so much for the sponsorship over the last few years. Just go to nextleveltc.com. You can give them a call, by the way, 252-756-NEXT. Go on their social media. They're awesome, giving you all the updates of what's going on there. PGXGloves.com. Thanks to Kaz. Appreciate him. In fact, uh, I've got to order some more gloves. I've got to do that um, here. I'll do that when I get off the air. Appreciate uh, their cause uh, of support of the program. Bubba, anything before we go? Um, you know, those two young ladies that we mentioned uh, confirmed that they are on the ship. Uh, so we'll, as um, you know, in the d- next day or two when, when we have our next show, we'll have more information on those young ladies. And final thing I would have, Charlotte Area Pirates, Western North Carolina Pirates, you showed up back on March the 7th in Kannapolis at Atrium Health Ballpark. Show up at Truist Field in downtown Charlotte, 6 o'clock, Wednesday night against the Charlotte 49ers. And let, let's paint Truist Field purple and, uh, you know, create an awesome atmosphere and, you know, show you know, th- those neutral observers of the game, you know, what East Carolina baseball is all about. No doubt, good luck to the Pirates this week. We'll have our extra innings next week and about this time. Until then, thanks to Kyle, Bubba, thanks to everybody. A great participation tonight. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Love you guys. Hope you have a great night. As always, go Pirates. Hey, Pirate Nation. This is former East Carolina pitcher Davey Penny of the Keith LeClaire era, class of 2003. Keep it tuned to the sports objective as you follow our diamond bucks on the road to Omaha because y'all know we're going. That concludes this week's edition of Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night as we will once again talk East Carolina Pirate Baseball. Be sure to follow the show on social media, at the Sports OBJ on Twitter, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to the show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. As always, we appreciate you tuning into the show. Go Pirates!